Hey, what year were you born? 71. That would be a great number for this show. Cool. Hey everybody, welcome back. That intro was nowhere near as lame as I had anticipated. <laughs> Almost. But I am Scott. And I am Scott Duarte on this end, Schnall on that. Yes, welcome back to you, welcome back to us. We welcome are so dedicated, it is a Saturday afternoon, sunny, beautiful day outside, and we are here. Except, did he mention that it was hotter than Hades? That's true. Yes. So we're well, in here I wanted in to the make us look a little better than, than wh- <laughs> how much we really are. So Yes. They know. So. <laughs> they know. So, yes, we are back. We are in the studio. We are in the house, in the as, house. as those young'uns like to say. Yeah, yeah. And, and I got a new computer. Well, it's not. That this was w- the news, dude. Oh. Just got so excited. I was <laughs> okay, do you have any news? I got a new computer too. You did? I did, but not here. It's in it's in the States. Oh. I just got my new MacBook Pro. Is it the same kind? It is the exact same kind. Well, mm-hmm. it's the low end one of the MacBook Pro. That's what this is. This is the fifteen inch two point four gigahertz. Yes. Yeah. Mine's jacked up with I four just, gigabytes of RAM. Yeah, see, you got more than mine, but I think I'm going to remedy that later this afternoon. I I cannot see paying the premium they want for 0.1 gigahertz yes. of a speed bump. It's just yes. not worth it. No, but you do... Um, there might be a, a kick in the... Um, Graphics card? I want to say the graphics card is a 512 on the bigger one, yeah. and it's a 256 here, but eh, I, still, I, I think I'm still. all right. Yeah. And it might be a slight bump in um, hard drive. Hard My hard drive, drive I went and had the, the customization done, and I got a 250 gig drive put in it. Mm-hmm. So, But it's still a sweet, sweet yeah. machine, and uh, I got the... because. I bought mine in the States, where mm-hmm. I am moving to. I got the iPod Touch oh. for free. Oh. 8 gig? 8 gig. Yeah, I, I could have paid 100 bucks for a 16 gig, but yeah. I was already spending so much money. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you'll be happy with the 8. And mm-hmm. if it doesn't come with the 2.0 software, get it. Okay. Totally worth it. The 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 2.0 stuff is with the apps. Mm-hmm. It's pretty hot. So, yep. I'm happy. Oh, oh, I got an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> Apple, you really need to sponsor us. Yeah, no kidding. Because we Although are sponsoring you. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what else you could possibly give us. Well, actually, no, I could think of a couple of things. <laughs> Free software. Yeah. So, Apple, Apple, Apple. Yeah. Apple. Apple. What did you eat for breakfast this morning? I just had it. It's the ice. Burr. <laughs> it's cold. You were supposed to say Apple. Apple. There you go. 
Yes. So we will be looking forward to hearing from your PR department very soon, soon yes. to stop and <laughs> desist from saying your name <laughs> in conjunction with our show yes. anymore. Anyway, do you have any real news? Um, no. No. Um, let's I did, see. but I forgot. Today is my wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. 11 years. Congratulations. Yes. Two kids, even. Yes. Good job. I'm not married to them, though. <laughs> no, that's true. That's a whole other story. No. But, yes. So, Sneezing. happy anniversary, darling. Though, I know you're not listening to the show. Yes. So. <laughs> it's funny, you know, almost all the podcasters that I listen to are like, I don't have to worry about it, my wife doesn't listen, or my husband doesn't listen, or whatever. It's just a strange... <laughs> Coinky-dinky. Yeah, something that, it seems a trend. Um, there was something, okay, grad school did it. Uh, I took your thunder. No, that was a good one. Uh, I have to do grades this week. I do too. I have finished uh, roughly two classes. Yeah, cool. And um, I got a heck of a lot for the other two. Yeah, I got I got one more pair of classes Tuesday. Monday is a holiday here in Japan. It's uh, Marine Ocean day. day, Marine Day, Sea Day, whatever. Yeah, let's get wet day. Salt water, salt water day. <laughs> Should have some salt water taffy. I was just thinking that. Hey, you know what do we do this podcast about? This Education. One? Oh, that's right. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, ostensibly. Go figure. Yes. Okay, so shall we get on track? Yes, we should probably even uh, finish the news out. So I'm going to let you do the intro since it was your idea, My idea. and it's a great idea. So um, I was listening to, uh, I was going through Googling my old professors, right, the other day. Some people call it stalking. Yes. Um, so I, went, I graduated from San Francisco State, and um, the one dude who taught my, uh, not needs analysis, but kind of included needs analysis, instructional design class, um, his name is uh, Kevin Kelly, not to be confused with the other Kevin Kelly, who's more famous and older. Uh, I can't remember what he does. I think he works for Edutopia, like the, uh, the George Lucas thing, mm -hmm. or something like that. He's a big, big guy, big not the old one, the young one. Okay. He's now assistant director the of faculty development. Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> assistant director of faculty development center at... Uh, San Francisco State, but still a lecturer or instructor or assistant professor or something <laughs> in Demi the uh, instructional technology department in the Un College of Education there. Anyway, he was doing, uh, he did a, a podcast interview with a dude from Indiana University? No, Miami. Bill, ah, crap, I should have wrote it down. Bill, something begins with a V. Anyway, if you go to Vortex. B Okay, <laughs> sounds good. BBFS.com, it kind of kicks you back over to the to the podcast page. Um, if you are interested, because it's a black, uh, Blackboard Faculty Support is what it stands for. So the podcast is, is, deals with um, uh, issues with Blackboard and, and the faculty and stuff like that. But the reason he was interviewing Kevin was... Um, uh, at that time, SFSU was moving from Blackboard to Moodle. I almost said Google, but it's not. <laughs> it's Moodle. 
and uh, so they were talking about you know what what were some of the problems they had what were some of the things that that worked and didn't work and stuff mm -hmm. like that and uh kevin came out with this well it's like the bazaar in the cathedral where you the cathedral you just kind of you build the big building and then everybody comes in there and a few I was like, people build the big building yes and and other people just come in and they have no idea how the building was built and so forth yes well you read more than i did but it was kind of a throwaway comment it was like you know a, a, a sentence in the thing but i was like oh wait a bazaar in a cathedral so the bazaar is the organic you know people are doing their own things to put it together and coming and leaving whenever they want but it's and, all part of one organism one yes so um our topic today pulls off of that and it's the idea this idea of biz bazaar ba not bizarre bazaar <laughs> uh <coughs> use the bizarre approach and a cathedral approach and we're going to be focusing that on, not on tech uh, right but on program yes on on program management yes uh specifically esl program management right so the the thing to remember is the the metaphor itself actually comes out of the um, the people are put who work on uh, Linux operating system, um, and so if you look at it, Windows is kind of the the cathedral idea, where Microsoft builds it and everybody else uses it, and nobody really knows. Like Scott said, H how it runs, how it works, uh, the code the source code behind it and all that. Right. But Linux is kind of put together by people who in their spare time are interested in it and want to know how it works and want to contribute something to the greater project, the greater good. Right. The, the, the code, the, the program um, itself is available for anyone to change, to manipulate uh, on the Internet. So potentially as many internet users as there are in the world, those people, all of those people could, it's kind of like a wiki. Yes. Where anyone can take it, uh, change it, and then put it back out there. And so this was really the first massive software that, that um, they tried, it, tried this out with, and the bugs were worked out a lot quicker. Um, and it created a stable running uh, system in a few uh, matter of a few years, as opposed to over n numerous years that um, Microsoft or and some might say that it still doesn't work. <laughs> exactly. I mean, how how buggy are some of the the larger softwares that right. you don't have access to the code? So things like yeah. that. So we're taking that and we're going to start looking at it. Um, at a, at an ESL program, on the ESL program level, and trying to use that metaphor to uh, shoehorn in some interesting insights. Ready? Go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first part is the looking at the cathedral system, and this would be where you have a select few, um, probably the program director, along with higher up. Um, administration who are calling all the shots uh, from hiring teachers to choosing course materials for you to use um, to I don't know what could be some other things uh, well it, mostly it's going to deal with uh, 
Yeah, material and teacher selection. And, 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 me, and teacher retention to a certain degree. Teacher retention and also how to teach the materials. Right, right. So how, how much of the syllabus is uh, set into stone and handed down to the teachers and say, all right, teach this. You must teach it this way. You right. must. This schedule, this. this exactly. Exercise this and stuff. So. And basically it, it blows. Yes. <laughs> we know likey. Although the advantage to that is, as a teacher, you don't have to think very much. You just show up and, and uh, you, you, know, you open the book because today is going to be this page. And so you go do that page exactly the way you were told. And uh, does that remind you of any jobs that you've had in the past? Oh, look at him thinking over there. I know, I, I know. I'm getting a new out of wrinkle in my forehead. Yes and no. When I taught at the Language Institute, we were giving, given the textbooks uh, that they wanted us to use per, per level and so forth, but we could still supplement with our own material. And it wasn't a particular method, whereas I know other colleagues of mine have taught at, like, Interlingua. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have their own specific method that they need to they, they have to follow they have to follow so I've been fortunate enough that um, I've never really had when I was teaching in the public schools in New York we were giving a curriculum guide but I still supplemented mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. own materials yeah with and uh, really the 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 language school was kind of what I was was thinking of and mm-hmm. not every language school is like that like that uh, when I was at Intrax uh, in San Francisco, they had a syllabus, they had a book that we didn't get to choose, but they were fairly flexible on how everything got taught. And so, um, but I do know the the one big one here that went down, Nova, mm-hmm. um, they, they had everything structured out. And I think places in the States like Berlitz... Yeah. Is highly structured. Yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, and I had something else in my brain, but I lost it. Your brain? I lost that one a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I had a thought going about school. Oh, um, when I was teaching in Morocco, my department, we had uh, course books that we had to use, a certain uh-huh. book, but... Uh, how you taught the material was up to you. But in the same university and a different program, um, more kind of skills-oriented study skills, everything was laid out. Right, right. As in this day you teach this, this day you teach that. and yep. So So the thing about the cathedral approach to it is is really, I mean, when you think about a cathedral, think about, you don't think about the one down the street. Think about the big one. Think about like Notre Dame in Paris or Grace Cathedral in San Francisco. Big, big, ornate structure with lots of detail in, in every nook and cranny and stuff, and you don't go run screaming through there at all because people will get... Right, and, and it's not all bad. I mean, if you keep going with the cathedral approach, I mean, it's a beautiful, beautiful system. Mm-hmm. Um, it's well put together, mm-hmm. um, and every piece is... is more or less properly in place. Right. But you just, um, it's there for you to admire. Yeah. yeah and you yeah. can't pull out your tools and start clanking <laughs> away yeah. at it. 
without yeah. getting thrown in jail. Yes. So. Yes. And that could go for the other. And the other also. one too as well. So in contrast, um, the bazaar is much more of a organic, free-flowing idea, right? right? So all of these people are coming in and contributing what they want or what they can, and you know, doing their doing their deal and then taking off. Um, you know, somebody might get there at seven o'clock, seven o'clock in the morning, and open their store. And I think this is almost stolen word for word from what Kevin was saying. Um, and then other people might not show up until 10 o'clock to set up their booth, but you know, and the other guy takes off shortly thereafter. Um, so everybody's kind of coming in and going at their own pace to a degree. Right. Um, and now when you apply that to a program, it's, it's not quite as free form as that. Right. But, um, it gives a lot more people a lot more input mm -hmm. as to which which direction the 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 program will move and and so how how do programs accomplish this bizarre style well i think uh, a lot of it is uh is what i, I couldn't <laughs> hear you and you totally totally sucked the thought right out of my head <laughs> um, Okay, how, uh, I'll ask the question Sweet one more time. It. Yeah. I'll ask it. How, how is the bizarre style of um, achieved in ESL programs? So this is one where people are going to be putting in what they can and being able to, oh man, it begins with a C, right? Yes. Go ahead. Committee. Oh, committee. That oh, that's what that I was thinking. The one I was thinking. That's of. what I was thinking. By by setting up committees where the uh, teachers within the program actually have input that not only is heard but listened to. Right. Does right. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And um, so, for example, um, interview that I, I, I just can recently hear my students, but <laughs> I don't listen to them. Okay. Okay. All right, we had a, a student come in, yep. so uh, he's taking a test for uh, the teacher's exam. He wants to be an English teacher, and so. he wanted some words of encouragement from yes. Scott. So I said, "Get the hell out!" <laughs> McDonald's is hiring. Yes, but we said that in a funny way. <laughs> no, we're so mean. He's a good kid. Okay, so um, we were talking about committees and, and bizarre styles. So yes, listen was, but not hear. Yes, and I was going into the no, example of when I was just interviewing mm -hmm. um, that it wasn't, for the initial interview, it wasn't done by human resources. It wasn't done by the director or the assistant director. It was done, uh, the interview was conducted by two members of the faculty, two, two uh -huh. teachers uh -huh. on the staff. And so they had direct input on who made it past the first. Um, oh, that's very cool. Yeah, and the second interview was with the assistant director, and then the final one was with the director. Um, mm -hmm. But still, just to, to allow the teachers to have a certain stay, say. But, I mean, you have to, in order for this to really work, you, you really need to trust your yeah. uh, teachers. I mean, me, personally, if I interviewed a really brilliant teacher and a really dumb teacher, I would hire the dumb one so that I would look like a genius. 
working. Yes, but not everybody works that way. I know. You I evil know. bastard. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, the uh, the idea of committee cooperation, cooperative, something along those lines. That was the c word that I was looking for. Ah, uh, but um, commune. No, <laughs> com something though, but not yoon. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, but yeah, the the key with the committee is, and you know, there are committees around, but uh, a lot of times the committee is kind of for fun. Yeah. And you know, it's like the the committee can put forth something, and then it goes to the director. In a lot of in a lot of places, not just you know, in some places. Right. Um, and the the director takes it as a as a recommendation, but there's no weight to it. They can totally blow it off if they want. Exactly. Um, now, again, it comes back to you know the director really needs to be able to trust the judgment of the people on the committee, um, which you know can be an issue if the wrong people get on the wrong committee. I mean, not everybody is suited for each thing, even though they may True. have an interest in it. True. And that's not you know throwing stones at any any particular teacher on any particular committee mm -hmm. um it's just you know that's the way things are that's just the way stuff works yeah i mean it's definitely you need to find uh the strengths of a person and steer them towards a committee where those strengths are really um utilized right and yeah and uh i don't want to say taken advantage of but, yeah i didn't want to say exploited but yeah, but that's the idea without the bad part. <laughs> exactly. In a positive, uh, touchy-feely, huggy 70s way. 70s way. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but it, and that also comes back to, well, if you hire good people, right. then hopefully they should be good enough to a lot of times it'll steer the program itself. in a direction. Now, the other half of the thing is, though, uh, of that idea is that... Um, if people are interested in enough, enough to be on a committee, generally the fact that they are willing to do that and put the extra time in um, is a good indicator that, that they would be a good person to be there. Right. Not always, but, but mo many, many times. True. Very true. So, I mean, there are definitely benefits to cathedral-style programs. Yeah. And, I mean... Now, Scott disagreed with me a little bit about this. To me, that idea, it's not pure bizarre, and I don't think that the English teaching world can do a pure bizarre thing and have it be an organization where you can make money, where, you know, where people can have a livelihood right. for it. I disagreed um, with that? No, not that part. Okay. It's coming up. It's this okay. next part. Okay. Um, where the bazaar is built inside the cathedral. Ah, that part. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I understand, yeah, you know, our idea is we're trying to separate these two, but the bizarre approach that we're talking about, that just sounds funny, um, <laughs> is is kind of like that. I, I, maybe like 4-H might be a good way to, to put it. <laughs> but I got the big barn and then everybody's kind of doing their own stuff around the edges. No, 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 no. Um, with... In the ESL realm, yes, I will agree with that. I was disagreeing because on the computer where where it came from initially came from, yeah, yeah. they were talking either or. Right, right, right. Well, and and computer software is kind of either or. You can't 
have a free flow. Well, it's very difficult to have a free free flowing thing inside a big <coughs> organization. Although Firefox, I would say, is pretty is pretty close. But but stealing the metaphor and and inserting it in the ESL realm, then yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it it doesn't it doesn't. It's kind of a combination of both, and, and we're looking at aspects of it as opposed to the overall. And you do need the administration to set up parameters yeah, yeah. Um, or, or guidelines for the um, committees or the, the bazaar to... Um, because even when you have a bazaar, there are certain rules. Right, right. You, well, yeah, you, can't, you can't set up your shop outside a certain place. Um, you still need to maintain certain... There's certain levels of decorum. There's exactly. certain things you can't do. You can't have a fire-breathing cellar next to a gasoline cellar. That'd be so that cool. Would rock. <laughs> <laughs> um, stuff like that. I mean, you know, yeah. There's. I mean, there are guidelines. Yes. So I will agree with you, sir. Yay! Mark that date. Yes, your anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> it can be our anniversary now. Aw. So. I, but I, I am definitely in favor of um, giving the teachers a say right. and giving them some power behind their say. Right, right. It is nice. I mean, you know, like uh, this particular situation, I mean, where we are, we have a lot of say over our uh, textbooks and stuff like that. And actually, textbooks is a really good place to, if, if your program... If you're in charge of a program and you're thinking, oh, that bazaar where people are putting in what they, you know, what they feel passionate about, which is a key, mm -hmm. um, textbooks is a great place to start testing that out, you know, where instead of having total control over the textbooks and the syllabus, um, you loosen that part up first and kind All of right. throw a stripy tent up <laughs> around the textbooks. Well, yeah, at a, at a previous employee employers um they were choosing new textbooks and so they had five that the administration chose and so then it was given to whoever on the staff wanted to come hear pitches from the different um either the authors or the editors or just the publication spokespeople uh marketers. To, yeah the marketers and so the teachers had a vote in which one was selected for the program so yeah that's cool and i think whenever you have things situations like that whether it be for choosing textbooks choosing teachers choosing whatever um the morale goes goes up yeah absolutely because it, it does go back to that passion thing where teachers feel invested and listened to and and um, what do you call it um valued valued yeah and <clears throat> the more the more you can have your your staff and as a teacher you know the more i feel like i'm valued the m happier i am all right because if it just if you're just here to you know push the crank and um you know dance monkey dance then uh, get a monkey right i mean unless you if you're going to have that situation then let the teachers know right ahead of time know yeah. what they're getting into yep. either way and, um, because there are times that that's fine. Exactly. <laughs> sign my paycheck and send it out in the mail. I'll be all right. But um, 
if you uh, going thinking back on the the bizarre type uh, approach, I was thinking when I was a student at Teachers College and um, we were hiring new faculty, and they even opened up. They gave uh, set a time and a place for students to come interview the prospective uh, professors. That's cool. And uh, we had a a little um, session afterwards without the <laughs> the interviewees, mm -hmm. where we talked with the administration and gave our feedback. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen that happen for athletic directors for high schools and uh, other high school teachers, particularly when for administration hires, mm -hmm. you know, somebody who's going to be a vice principal or whatever. Um, lots of people, you know, put their two cents in and sit in on the interviews and, and we like this one. We don't like that one. Um, I, for any of you who are out there in the, the teachers union in the U S um, I'm curious cause I think it's part of at least the Michigan teachers union. Um, but I don't know. It's one of the stronger ones. Is it part of the union rules where the where more than just the administration gets the gets a vote? I don't know. I'd be curious to find out. So um, email me at scott at education dot com org. When when I was getting interviewed for New York, and I mean New York teachers union is pretty strong mm. and pretty big. Um, I was just interviewed by the vice principal. Mm -hmm. in charge of my department and the principal. Oh. But, again, this was uh, kind of a different set of circumstances. It was through the Peace Corps Fellows, mm -hmm. and so it was kind of alternative certification slash full-time teaching. Those program. are Peaceful Fellows. They are Peaceful Fellows. <laughs> and um, so it, it could have been the design of the program. Mm -hmm. That's cool. So, so anyway, it would be an interesting But yeah, let thing. us know, and you can let me know at Scott Duarte, S-C-O-T-T-D-U-A-R-T-E, at education.org. Yes, because I screwed it up. Um, that's E-D-G-Y-C-A-T-I-O-N <laughs> dot O-R-G. We can't spell today. No. And again, mine is Scott at education.org, S-C-O-T-T at E-D-G-Y-C-A-T-I-O-N dot O-R-G. Um, or you can leave comments on the website. Yes, and oh. uh, my chingo button is still up, so please uh, leave my chingo me. us, please my chingo us. Yes, because I do stuff. enjoy actually listening to the messages. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool. Um, so. I can't think of anything else. No, I think uh, we'll keep it short and sweet. It's summertime. You want to go to the beach? Go to the beach, people. Yes. Have fun. Get out. Enjoy yourselves. Don't sit inside a dark studio talking to oh, people. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, yes. as always. Thank um, you very much. Um, we'll probably bust out one more, at least one, one more. I'm, I might try to twist his arm into two before he takes off, um, but we'll see how things go. You, you know us. It could be a minute. <laughs> That's right. Um, also, we did put up our TESOL presentation on the website. That was uh, episode... 69. Kind of between... Was it 69? or 69. Okay, so... But um, now that I found your YouTube version of it, I will have a link of it actually right up in there. Okay, so, so. yeah, you can watch the bits and pieces of it from YouTube. Yes. So, all right, we is out of here because we got stuffs to do. Take care, everyone. Peace.